Welcome to Stories to Dismember. You're hanging out with me, Aaron, and my two co-hosts, Lindsay and Miguel. Yo. <laughs> Hello. Hey. That's awkward pause. Oh, there you go. <laughs> we're here. We're, we're weird today. We're weird. Today's weird. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And in case you didn't know and you want to play along at home, we are doing Cabin Fever, which is a 2002 movie, which Miguel is going to give us a little background on. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Like Lindsay said, I'm in a weird mood today, so just bear with me. That's okay. I'm in a weird mood too. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. All right. Uh, so yeah, Cabin Fever. I chose this movie because I remember watching it as a kid and how weird it was, specifically a couple of parts that I'm assuming we're going to be talking a lot about uh, when we get to it. Um, so yeah, it's a movie from... Let me just read the thing it says here, because I've been doing a lot of reading today. Uh, Let's see. Cabin Fever is a 2002 American horror comedy film written and directed by Eli Roth. Uh, This is his first film, Eli Roth's first film. Anybody who has watched a lot of horror movies probably recognizes that name. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He made the Hostel series, which is his most famous horror series. It's a classic and well, the first movie is a classic, in my opinion. It's, it's very good. Uh, he was also in *Inglorious Bastards* by Quentin Tarantino, where he was very good at acting there. Uh, and yeah, that's all I had. Well, I'm gonna talk more about him as we go through the movie, but I think so the movie deals. Pretty, it's not a spoiler. It, it deals with uh, a disease. And Lindsay, you said you had some. I don't know if you want to say yes. it right now or do you want to get into it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm really, right um, I was really fascinated by uh, what inspired this movie. Um, yeah. Before I say that, I want to say that I've had cabin fever stuck in my head uh, from the Muppet Treasure Island movie mm. <laughs> because <laughs> of this film title, but that's completely unrelated. Okay, sorry for the distraction. Um, so, Eli Roth based this movie on his own experience with a bacterial infection that ate away at his face when he was, uh, I think he was 19 years old, and he was working on a farm in some Nordic country, and uh, he thought a mosquito bit him at first, and he was scratching and scratching, and... Oh, here we go. I'm just going to read what he said. He said, I was 21 years old when I wrote it, and it was actually based on an incident when I was in Iceland. I was working on a horse farm, and I was cleaning hay hay out of this barn and got this infection on my face. I thought it was a mosquito bite, so I was scratching, scratching, and I looked at my hand, and there were huge chunks of flesh. So I kept scratching and scratching and scratching, not really thinking. And the next day, I went to shave, and I literally shaved a third of my face off. So he <laughs> he was like, wow, Whoa. this is a great premise for a movie. So he wrote a right? script. Yeah. Yo. That's crazy. Uh, well, that explains the movie. And then, yeah, I mean, uh, they say write what you know, so he, uh, he really took that to heart. Yeah, I would have been terrified. I'd been such a baby. 
Yeah, I, I think I yeah, don't think I don't my know. thought would be to write a script. I think um, I just would have. No. <laughs> I've been traumatized. And like, I mean, presumably uh, he was traumatized, and he didn't yeah. immediately like hunker down to write a script. But yeah, it's crazy. Right, whatever. I was gonna say the crazier part is he was in Iceland when that happened. As I yeah, he yeah, goes to Iceland. I wanted to crazy. know more about that too. And he was working on a farm. How did that happen? <laughs> He was in Iceland? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. At 19 years old. Because I'm going (laughs) to be in Iceland. Oh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's right. Oh, yeah. Uh, Don't get mosquito bitten. Wear bug spray. I guess so. That's that's crazy. Uh, All right. Transition into the movie that's what i'm gonna do <laughs> i can't i can't figure out a good clean transition i'm just gonna say transition if anybody doesn't have anything else to say here all right all right let's get into the movie um all right first first thing i wrote down early 2000s opening credits with just a a thing on the screen and the intro credits which I that I don't I don't ever see that in movies anymore. The intro credits, like, like I wrote that down many, too because I really yeah. liked it. Yeah, and it got me. It reminded me of all the early two thousands movies. They all have that. It's like the two minute intro oh, really? before before you see anything on screen. You just never see that anymore. So I thought that was yes. This movie was made in two thousand and two, and but to describe it to our uh, listeners. How would you describe it? Just a bunch of red on the screen with the people's names on it and music in the background. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It, I mean, there was disturbing music in the background. Yeah. There was also like flies buzzing in the oh, sound. Oh, yeah. yeah. Makes sense and, with the movie. But, and the, I think the um, sort of the background where the uh, title, the opening credits were um was sort of reminiscent of uh like gross discolored skin and it was all like yeah. flesh tones and red and and gross so it was definitely like preparing you for the the theme i guess yeah i saw that for I was five excited. seconds yeah first thing we see is a guy walking in the woods with a dead rabbit in his hand and he just keeps walking and he sees a dog on the ground he spots a dog and he checks on it that well to me it was obviously dead but this guy just kept checking yes. on it for some reason uh and so he's touching it touching it and he accidentally opens its stomach and that's the first thing we see in the movie and he gets blood all over his face i'm gonna okay so i'm just gonna say this right now a lot of the notes I took are like one sentence for like a lot of a lot of a scene because I, I it's very hard. No worries. Yeah. yeah. So if you guys want to get into more detail, just interrupt me with it because I'm going to be moving pretty fast because this movie after a certain point, just it's a lot of people doing a lot of stuff at the same time. It's uh, yeah, I think I took All pretty right. good notes this time, so mm-hmm. I'm happy to assist. Okay. Just uh, hop in with the assist if I just fly by like 20 minutes of the movie. Teamwork. <laughs> yeah. All right. So smash cut to our crew. And like every time I have to 
figure out their names at the beginning because I'm gonna I don't want to get confused. So you got Jeff, the blonde guy, Marcy. <laughs> that's the, <laughs> that's literally what I wrote. <laughs> word yeah, for Marcy. word. Yeah. For real. If they say if you say blonde guy, then Jeff's pictures in the dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> for real, this guy is a piece of work. We're gonna get into him. Uh, all right, Jeff, the blonde guy. Marcy, his girlfriend, the brunette. I think that's right. Karen, unfortunate name. Uh, Karen's the blonde. Paul, who is, I guess, our main character, technically. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'd call him. He's the main got character. main character energy. Yeah. <laughs> and Bert, who is, I don't know about you, but he's the guy I remember the most about <laughs> in this movie. Uh, I would hear best character, but that's up to opinion. Because, uh, so, yeah, uh, we'll, I put we'll dummy beside it. his name. Yeah, dummy. Yeah, yeah, that's more like it. Okay. I didn't like him. <laughs> He's just wanting to have fun. Uh, Looking for uh, a good time. I liked how dumb he was. Oh, I hated him. Mar- <laughs> yeah. He was a douchebag, though. Like, yeah, there's dumb yeah. in a fun way, and then there's dumb yeah. in a jerky way. I'm just gonna say none of I didn't like any of these these people. I would not hang out with these people. Even Paul, even he, he even, was the most no, normal it, guy. Well, yeah, he, yeah, even, but he, even him. I'll get into that. Like, yeah, oh, I'm getting goodness. mad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, poor Paul. I know. I knew. No, 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 no. You, no, you no, just no. wait. Like Paul, he deserves some uh, chastising too. That's why I chose this movie. I knew. I, yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, so Marcy, the first thing we hear from our crew here is Marcy telling a kid to not go to college because it's a scam. I wrote down, kind of, yeah, I can kind of agree with that. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That was my experience. Uh, Same. (laughs) Probably one of the only things I'm going to agree with them on in this movie. So we just get a little bit of a road trip feel in these next couple of seconds here. Yeah, it just definitely yeah, the same uh, setup as the previous two summer camp kind of movies we covered, yeah. where it's a group of friends getting ready for a road trip and summer vacation. Yeah, this is this is cabin in the woods without the zombies and the irony behind it. I guess <laughs> uh, so. We get a little bit of a road trip feel here. They stop at a gas station horror movie classic you always got to stop at a gas station before getting to your destination uh and it's always the creepiest gas station you can find too very (laughs) creepy looking (laughs) like you would literally not stop at these gas stations in real life can i can i interject real quick Mm -hmm. so i come from a very rural town in georgia and i got such nostalgia vibes uh not just from the whole setting of the movie but the uh, general store that the kids come to as well, like that's a pretty typical site where I'm from. So for me, I got kind of excited. <laughs> yeah. F- oh yeah. You're nostalgic, you said. Yeah. Oh my. God. Like I come. Okay, so- fr- I I my um the area I grew up in is at the base of the Appalachian Mountains, and and this film was shot in North Carolina. Uh, so it's it's very um, it's very nostalgic for me. It's sort of similar to where I grew up. 
Yeah, I was just gonna say we never with the bad parts where it, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say they never the say where they. And the... Yeah, well, you're right. They didn't. They didn't say where they were, but I looked it up later. Yeah, me too. It's like, yeah, this movie does not tell you a lot about anything. <laughs> you just kind of go with these people. Uh, oh, I lost my place in the notes. No, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, they, um, yep. You were talking about the general store. Yes. Uh, okay. Paul sits next to Dennis, who is this kid. Uh, what do you call what? What do you call those chairs? Not like a swing, but I, I'm, I, was, I just put chair. But I don't know was it was. a bench? I don't remember. Ben, kind of yeah, like a swinging bench. It's like, oh, a porch I, swing. Yeah, it's it's seats. It's enough for two people to sit on. Which, if you don't want anybody to sit next to him, you just put him in a chair. But whatever. Uh, <laughs> so. Paul sits next to Dennis, gets bit by Dennis, who is this little blonde kid. Who has some sort of behavioral who, problems. Right, which is, I, I don't know. Uh, the store owner, not the store owner, but the, well, Dennis's dad uh, comes out and says everybody knows not to sit next to Dennis, even though there's always a space open to sit next to him, which is apparently all everybody else's fault uh it's so, so annoying yeah oh my god dude these people so paul goes to wash his hands in the stream the rest of the crew i don't know why i keep every time i mention them in a group i say crew like <laughs> but okay rest of the crew shops inside and talk to the shopkeep and ask a bunch about a bunch of stuff uh and then i can't repeat stuff they said yeah yeah (laughs) yeah the old man that um was manning the shop he was sort of charming at first because he was like a little old man with a gray beard and glasses and he was sort of going on an old man tangent about what they had in the store and then he started dropping the n-word and the r-word and using gay as a pejorative and just overall showing that he's not a pleasant old man after all yeah he's i wrote here the one i guess interesting thing about that is he wasn't the stereotypical like scary old man who gives warnings about the place you're heading to like he was right Mm -hmm. like he was soft voiced like like a cool dude in that respect until he dropped the end bomb which made everybody uncomfortable Including, including he, me. Oops, oh, sorry. Yeah. Even though he did tell them not to go into the woods and nobody questioned him on it. I was mm. like, come on. Yeah, I mean. I didn't even catch that. I think I was just so shocked that he was using all of this, like, horrible language that I <laughs> I completely missed that he actually did warn them. Yeah, he dropped it, like, matter of fact, like, you know, we're going out to the cabin and stay out of the woods. And stay out of the woods, yeah. What's in the woods? Not good stuff, I guess. And no, I was gonna say, like, including me, I did not remember him saying that from when I first time rewatching it. When when he said it, I was like, whoa, like that got me. I'm like, oh, okay, this is definitely 2002. Like, yeah, it's definitely yeah. like a thing of the time where. Like, I mean, I feel like the N word was obviously not acceptable. Um, which yeah, is why no, yeah. even the crew uh, was shocked by it. But 
back then people were a lot more loose about using the r word uh yeah Yeah. and using gay as a pejorative um oh yeah yeah so because even like the crew i'm gonna call them the crew too (laughs) because they used it loosely throughout the whole movie so it's definitely as you said definitely a thing from that time including as a joke like that's the main thing like using it as a but of the joke thing. Which yeah, that's get what back I mean. To... Like they, they yeah. just use it so casually. Like, and <sighs> yeah, that was definitely like I remember stuff I said when I was younger, and I'm like, I definitely wouldn't say that now. <laughs> and yeah, I like, grew maturing as like, wow, like yeah, same. Yeah, the 2000s, man. Even as a kid, I was like, crazy. <laughs> uh, okay. So, oh yeah, so uh, the crew goes outside, they're uncomfortable. It's good that they showed that they were uncomfortable with what was being said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, at least, you know, you know, at least they got that going. Uh, so you go outside. Well, even Marcy, because Jeff said the word, and Marcy oh, doesn't yeah. say that, say the N-word. Jeff mm-hmm. isn't, I hate Jeff. He's the one I hated the most in this movie. Like, Yeah, he does suck. Because I know... P- I rem- like I like people like him. Like there's a specific type of people like him, and it's like, yeah. Uh, all right, so yeah, I'm just gonna read this. Bert tries to steal steal a Snickers bar because of the nougat, but was caught. I like that. That was a funny little. Joke. <laughs> Why would you steal a Snickers bar for all four? Because of the nougat. Like I'm, I don't know. It was, it's so dumb, but it's like I thought that was funny. Uh, all right, so they go to. The, all right, so they go to the cabin. Page one done. Page two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they go inside the cabin. Marcy and... Oh, okay, yes. Oh, I'm, I confused myself here. Uh, Marcy and Jeff immediately have sex, obviously. Uh, yeah, and it's very uh, visceral. Is <laughs> that the right word for it? Very graphic. Can I just say... When yeah. this scene popped up, Stratton said, uh, okay, you need to stop letting the guys pick the films. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, but we're all picking them. It's uh, And oh. it is a thing with horror films, like Yeah. There's very... there's gonna be sex scenes in a lot of them. Stratton's like boys, boys, boys. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm not a prude, but like this particular movie was very gratuitous with the sex scenes like it was uh like a return to the 80s it felt like uh, we could could get uh, yeah we'll get a lot i think yeah i think we're i'm going to talk about the intention behind the film i guess with its comedy behind it i guess Uh, all right so paul oh no 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 Paul and, Gar- and Karen go for a dip. Bert goes to hunt squirrels. Which I'm just gonna okay. I'm just gonna talk about this joke, and then you can say your feelings about it. I remember as a kid, this is the early 2000s. I was a kid, we were laughing really hard at the joke about why would you want to hunt squirrels because they're gay. And now oh, it yeah, isn't yeah, as yeah. funny, <laughs> but I do remember laughing really, really hard. And I think that's one of the reasons I remember this movie because of that one joke. I remember as a little kid just laughing so hard at that joke. I don't know why, but I guess it's just okay. the way he says it. 
Yeah, because he the, says it just so nonchalantly. For the full joke, wasn't it Marcy or somebody that was like, yeah. "Why are you going to hunt squirrels?" And he said, "Because they're gay." And then she yeah. says something like, "That's yeah. not okay." And then he says, "No, no, no! Like I'll shoot the stri- uh, the straight squirrels straight ones too. too." Yeah, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Yeah, that it was a funny. pretty common joke theme back then. Yeah, 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 a lot of movies did it. So I think everybody just kind of threw one of yeah. those in every now and then. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's nice to highlight them. some of the humor in the movie. Yeah, um, yeah, because it is a comedy to... film. It's like it's twenty year old comedy, but yeah. I was gonna say it's like twenty five percent comedy and seventy five percent horror. Yeah, it's like. 30% blood. Yeah. 30% oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so... It would be funny to break mm. down every film like this. 15% nudity. There was a surprising amount of sex. Uh, I guess it didn't take up, like, that much percentage of the film, no. but it felt like it with how much there actually was. Yeah, there was two sex scenes, but they... They, they they were sex scenes. So. There were there were two, oh, okay. mm, there were like two and a half. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I'll get oh, into the oh, half oh, part later because that's oh, what that's what got me all worked up earlier. That's what oh, got me I mad. know. Yeah, um, yeah, I got you. It's anyway. We we sort of derailed a little bit, but I think this is going to be a long one. I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so Bert goes hunting for squirrels. Paul and Karen. Okay, can we? Paul and Karen's relationship. Paul is for this ten seconds. Paul is struggling to tell her that he loves her, even though it's very obvious. Uh, and he's loved see, her since the eighth grade or something. Yeah, and everybody knows. Karen knows. It's very obvious. You just say it. So Bert, Bert's hunting. We cut back. Paul and Karen talk on a, 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 a little thing on top of the water and then kiss and i guess yeah floating duck and then they kiss and i guess they're together now and and that's that for that i guess they're together i don't know that was just very quick relationship thing i guess uh uh, yeah yeah uh okay uh there's a lot of random stuff that just happens. Bert starts a fire around the firewood, firewood in a circle, and then leaves. Just starts a fire. <laughs> uh, so Bert's hunting. He accidentally shoots a person while hunting. It's that was the, the guy from it from before. Yeah, from before. His. So I'm just gonna say his name is Henry. We later learn. So, so I'm just gonna call him Henry from now from now on. Because uh, so it's it's Henry from the beginning, and he looks awful he's obviously has a disease i'm guessing from the blood of the dog from earlier uh yeah terrible jump to them around a campfire later that night and paul this is my this is my favorite part of the whole movie because the way it was filmed paul tells the story of the bowling alley murders uh killer was a disgruntled employee who killed all the other employees Including, <laughs> including the smiling bald man, played played <laughs> by played by I later I later learned uh, Eli Roth's older brother. Oh really? Yeah, his name something Roth. I'm getting Adam. Adam Roth. 
Adam Roth. Yes, yes, yes. What did y'all think about that scene? That was my favorite part of the whole movie because it was just so different from everything. It was just like a campfire I liked story. how it was shot. Like it was cool yeah. how um, we see the story from his point of view as he's telling it where it's like all black except for uh, spotlights highlighting these characters as he's describing them. I appreciated that part, but to me it didn't really seem like it was relevant to the story. So I will admit that I sort of... Um, did not pay Didn't. close attention to this scene. Yeah. Well, you have to you have to tell scary stories when you're around a campfire, right? Of course. That's yeah, <laughs> but I sort of feel like if you're um, this is me speaking as somebody who has no experience with like uh, script writing or film of any kind, but I feel like you might as well make use of a scene like that and tell a story that sort of um, would foreshadow what's to come or just make mm. it relevant in some way but that's just be me being nitpicky this, yeah that's just i felt this <laughs> no that's what it is no i felt this was definitely like eli roth's like flexing his writing muscles like i'm gonna write mm. this like they're gonna love this script writing of mine and for definitely like a moment to show like paul's acting i guess I mean, he wrote like, this when he was 21, so, yeah. like, it's it's pretty good considering that. It is. Oh, I like it. Like, the right, I like the writing of this this moment, specifically, mm-hmm. before yeah. we get to <laughs> we get to another favorite part of mine, which is, um, after the story, uh, Paul stands and walks off like some anime character telling a story. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> walks off in the distance uh, telling his story uh, and he comes across f- my favorite character Grimm aka Justin Justin, Justin aka Grimm who was played, played by by Eli Roth yes <laughs> my favorite character I love this guy just he's so out of place he's yeah. awesome can i wrote can i read the note that i wrote about him i wrote i wrote justin stranger who walks up and offers weed in parentheses (laughs) huge bag and then i put kind of a weirdo he's awesome that's basically it yeah no it's like it's spiky black Uh... hair and a a goatee (laughs) And his dog. Remember his dog's name? Oh, no. What was his dog's name? Dr. Mambo. Dr. Mambo. Dr. What? <laughs> what was he a doctor Dr. of? Dr. What? Oh, my what gosh. was he a doctor of? You don't remember? No. No. He was a doctor of being a dog. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Faced. Scratch. Oh, I remember the I face. I love this guy. Face. So weird. <laughs> So weird. Why? Okay. I don't know. I know there's like another moment like this later on in the movie, which I won't get into, but why does everybody want to hang out with this crew so desperately? It's so weird. Yo. Like Justin, Justin walked up and was like, hey, you guys got room for one more? And they're like, "Uh, I don't know, because why... (laughs) And then when he offered his huge bag of weed, then they got excited yeah. and were like, yeah, yeah, come on, come on over. Hell yeah, dude. He was from Berkeley, 
which is in somewhere. I don't know. I I, know, I love this character, dude. Him <laughs> and another character later, which I think I, I know who you're referring to. The side character. Oh, yeah. Let's just say this. Every other character oh, you know. except, our main, except our main crew is way more interesting <laughs> than our main crew. I'm going to say Yeah. <clears throat> Justin... He's only there for like two minutes, but he, him and another character is like the biggest impression on me. Uh, so he's uh, this po- <laughs> the positive bond, the weirdos, positive bonfire. Just the way he talks too is like this acting choice from Eli Roth in his own movie is fascinating. Uh, it just felt like he wanted to insert like a fun moment yeah. where he got to um, have a little cameo like it didn't real i don't think it really served much of a purpose for the story no, but no. It, was, it was goofy the, and fun yeah this whole scene apart from just introducing a dog which is going to be important later it has nothing to do with anything <laughs> it's like uh so yeah uh so walks up with dog named dr mambo what's he a doctor of being a dog scratch motivated face <laughs> he's got weed so they let him sit at the positive bonfire they talk for a bit, but then it starts to rain. So he's got to go. Nice little director cameo. I really enjoyed this scene here. Uh, da, da, da. So cut to inside of the cabin where they are, again, early 2000s. They are talking about masturbation stories for some reason. Uh, knock at the door. Who is it? Is it Grim? Nope. It's Henry looking even worse than before uh he recognizes bert because bert shot him oh yeah Uh, he shot him when he went squirrel hunting with a bb gun which i'm never really clear if it was a bb gun or is it a real gun because kind of inconsistent with the but whatever uh he recognizes bert as the guy who shot him bert freaks out and does not want to help him it's just harsh, but yeah. I mean, what are you gonna yeah, do in that situation? Like, they're all freaked out because this guy yeah. looks rough. He clearly has something going on with his skin, and they don't want to yeah. potentially be infected. Um, and it's pretty nasty. <sighs> these guys are yeah, yeah. It's pretty bad. These guys are idiots. Henry, they tries- are idiots. <laughs> yes. Henry, try- Henry tries taking our crew's truck. Because Bert's they pop- left the keys in the truck. Yes, which is... Why wouldn't you? I don't, I don't know, man. It's fucking... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the more... I gotta remember... It is... No, you gotta remember... You're right. He was 21 years old when he wrote this. Which, which is hard to tell. Because it's pretty solid. But then I can't... I don't like some things. I don't know if it's just because he was like this is his first script like that he wrote, or if he wanted to do it on purpose, like uh, like a choice. So it's kind of hard to judge it on that situation. But all right, so yeah, he tries taking. I mean, if I'm playing devil's advocate, when you are in a rural area like that, you don't really have to worry about leaving your keys in your car or leaving your doors unlocked to your home. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I can I can forgive them for that, but oh yeah, I'm talking about just a bunch of stuff in the movie. Yeah, this, I can imagine. Then I would still take the keys, but I guess yeah. in that situation you're feeling you know safer. 
Oh, God, I, can't, I haven't even gone through this since. Henry tries taking our cruise tug. Bert, Paul, and Jeff come out and try to scare him away, but they just cause more damage to the truck with guns and bats and being idiots. And hermit, <laughs> and the hermit, or I guess Henry, he spews blood everywhere blood. inside the truck. Oh, yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. Nasty. That's, that's the one thing he did, <laughs> causing damage to the truck. Everything else was the three idiots. Uh, yeah. Uh, which, okay, that makes sense because I guess they didn't want to touch him. Right. I mean, so they this were trying to scare him away. So stupid, though. Like, honestly, at that point, I'd be like, yeah, just drive yourself to a hospital. Go, 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 go. Get out of here. And then, like, the report your truck missing or something. I don't know. But I wouldn't be hitting the truck with <laughs> a baseball bat or shooting or at shooting it or anything. It. Or shooting yeah. it with a poker. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are dumb as hell. Uh, right, high, I almost said something bad. <laughs> I was gonna say they deserve to die. <laughs> that sounds so bad. I'm just kidding. Lynch Nobody is like that with all the characters. Every movie, <laughs> they deserve to die. Only if they're, you know, like stupid and harmful. <laughs> yeah. Or I mean... like they're just yeah. Okay. That now I feel mean. I'm sorry. Nah, it's fine, it's fine. It's... So, okay, especially in this next thing. Uh, Marcy and Karen spray him with something. They had a spray Hairspray. bottle. Hairspray. Was it hairspray? Thank you. That, that makes sense. sense. Okay, okay it makes sense. Uh, and Paul sets him on fire because he grabbed the wood with fire on it to scare him away and just touched him lightly, and that caused him to set a blaze, and they killed Clean a man. Up. Flame on, yeah. Uh, so they killed the person. Cut to inside the cabin where they are talking about what happened. I don't. Jeff, did they know that oh. they killed him though? Like we saw him on fire, running away. But I don't know if they saw the aftermath I mean, or anything. Like it's safe I, to assume, but yeah. I mean, what? I would assume he's dead by then. Yeah. Like, I'm just yeah. checking because, like, afterwards, the, n- only uh, only the girls really seemed shaken up about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh... Or at least Karen. I don't remember where Marcy's y- head was Yeah. At. Everybody just does their own thing, don't they? Just walk... That was another thing. With the, they just do whatever. Uh, I was gonna say cut, cut to do, 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 talking about what happened. And at this point, they I, can't call the police because their phone's out of range. Yeah, I mean that's every, every movie. <laughs> it's, it's like uh, this was. I'm gonna. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was gonna say it's kind of weird that they act like they're so remote, but then again, everybody knows what's going on there. I mean, mm. we'll get into it more, but you know, mm-hmm. you notice that. Yeah. yeah, it it feels how the whole town seems to be already familiar with um, something going on with the livestock. Yeah. Or I'm not, I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It from the drive to the shop to the cabin and then back and forth because they do it like back and forth a couple times in the movie. It doesn't seem more than like 20 minutes. Like <laughs> they get they get to places so fast in this movie. It, it's it doesn't seem that remote. I mean, the location right. itself does, but 
like places seem fairly close to each other in in this movie. Uh, well, I guess it helps they have a truck that gets you moving quicker. But even walking, like we'll get to it. But I, I made yeah. an observation here that I don't know why I wrote this down, but watching it again, I, it's kind of true. I don't know how you're gonna feel about this, Jeff. In, in the scene when they're talking about what happened, has a very Steve Buscemi-like delivery and the way he's <laughs> delivering lines. Just the way he, like, talks and pauses. I don't know why that caught my attention. I kind of liked his delivery here. It was reminding me. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, next day, Bert and Jeff try to find someone to fix the truck. Marcy says she's going to get help. And this is where they just walk in different directions because apparently oh. they know where to walk to. Uh, can, can I jump yeah. in real quick? Yeah. So right before that, um, we don't see the uh, the crew see this, but us, the audience, the viewers see this. But we do see the hermit uh, like face down in a lake. And then the camera sort of travels to um, the pipe that's connected to the lake. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, and, the, and then it shows like Paul and Karen at the cabin by themselves, mm -hmm. drinking yep. water from the tap. Yep, I had it. Uh, yeah, it's right. Uh, yep, we see Henry's body in the river, infecting the water. Karen and Paul talk, and Karen is really shaking up, like she's the most shaking up about what happened. And I hear a dog in the background. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Which Sorry is cool. About that. All right, there we go. So, that's cool. Uh, going back to Karen the drinks real quick. Oh. Yep. Did anybody notice it was just a pipe connected? You know, it ran the linkways to the cabin. But it was just a pipe. <laughs> I mean, there's no pumps. There's no. You know Yo. what I, mean? I, did, <laughs> what I didn't really question it, but I don't know anything about water I mean, filtration systems or anything. I was just sitting there going, okay, there's no pump pumping the water. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it looks more like an exit pipe than an inlet. Hey, it was pretty basic, wasn't it? Yeah. It is. There's also a question of why they're the only ones infected in the whole town at this. Yes. It's very convenient. There's a lot of stuff that's very convenient in this movie. That's yes. fine. Yes. <laughs> so, Karen, yes, you're right. Karen drinks some water. She gone. She's done. She's very obviously infected. That's what the scene is telling us right here. Right. Uh, yeah. So it can be more obvious, which is kind of, I mean, I don't care about anybody in this movie, but it's very interesting that she was the first choice that as a character to go out of everybody. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bird and Jeff walk upon, upon, walk upon a woman cutting a hog in two, but she's ranting about how it's infected, I guess, because it drank the water, even though she says there is an animal infecting everything around here, which I don't know how that makes sense. Uh, she offers to call Ricky for them. I skipped a bunch of stuff. She offers to call Ricky. They see a picture of Henry on her table. Henry is her cousin. They freak out. They run away. And they, yeah. Yeah. And they run. Which I, why, why they should have taken the help? Honestly, she wouldn't have well, known. Bec because then they would have had to have admitted that they killed him. 
Would they have? I mean, it would come back to them. If they well, even mentioned that they came across him, then later on, then police could connect but, that they were the ones that killed him. Uh, I can I see the point being that it was her cousin. But, I mean, as we're getting to the next scene, and Paul's talking to, you know, in the next scene, we'll get to it. But he kind of yeah, okay. leaves it out there. Well, yeah, yeah but yeah. that's I can see why um, the other two were reluctant to. Yeah, oh, yeah, I can. Yeah, I can understand to, why they to were to explain to the cousin of yeah. the guy they just killed. Whereas Paul's situation is different. He's talking to a police officer later. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say. Um, okay. Another thing. Marcy go. Uh, Marcy rose at kayak slash boat slash canoe to somewhere uh goes inside house random house she just miraculously happens yeah. across um i don't know who are the other two guys <laughs> name besides paul douchebag Bert one and, and douchebag two yeah uh, yeah she is she scared comes by Bert them. in the house which how how does this make sense i don't she <laughs> ca- she she rode to somewhere they walked I don't, this, they'd walk fast or she rose slow. Uh, yeah, I wrote here, they move fast. I, another scene which doesn't, uh, I, no, no, I'm wrong. It sets up for the next scene. Uh, if they're, if the cops knew about it, they would have been at the cabin by now. Smash cut to the cabin, knock on the woods. Who is it? It's the cops. Uh, <laughs> Deputy Winston is an interesting character uh so paul explained pretty much explains everything to deputy Mm -hmm. winston but deputy winston only is only fixated on partying man he's the party man you know how many parties we can get into (sighs) he said the word party so many times (laughs) yo because you're the party man bro dude hey we're gonna have so many parties; it's gonna be crazy. Uh, I so was, yes, he I was wondering <laughs> if he was even a real sheriff when this scene <laughs> happened because it was just so bonkers to me. He was so unconcerned about uh, everything that Paul described to him, and in fact, when Paul was saying that he thinks that he they killed him, killed the hermit guy or whatever, the sheriff was or the the deputy was so unconcerned, and he was like, "Yeah, man, you just had to do what you had to do." And, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm going to make a report. I told you I was going to make a report. It's and like, he just nah, kept yeah. talking about parties and partying. He, okay, apart from what happens later on, he's, no, never mind. I'm not even going to say it because, like, yeah, he's he's a scumbag too later on. It's not even, he appears to be like the, oh, whatever. I, I don't know. I like to talk to him at least. He like, seems like the fun is him and Justin. I guess Justin I is the you, only one. I knew one. you would like him. <laughs> I knew. <laughs> He's the most... Yeah. I... Okay, I get that. And then... Uh, fuck, oh, I can't Can speak. I just say... The... Yeah, go ahead. And then the deputy, uh, I forgot his name, but he rides off on a bicycle. <laughs> yes. And then this is... I wrote down what Stratton said because it made me laugh. He said in his British accent, which you'll have to uh, imagine... He said, he's a bicycle cop in the middle of the forest. What the fuck? <laughs> Yo. It just made me laugh. 
it's a good way to get around. There's probably a bunch of good trails around there. It's good exercise. I'll... Yeah, we'll get to him later on. He was definitely... Like I said, every character apart from our main crew is way more interesting than our main crew. It's like it was like it was designed that way. Uh, okay, so... I mean, at least his character made sense to show yeah, up. Because yeah. he's like no, a... He... He's a lawman. Yeah. And I, I think having him on a bicycle was uh, weird, but at, at least it highlighted highlighted that it's hard to get like actual real help around here. Yeah. Yeah, I just and... wanted to note that. Yeah, I was going to say, Deb, uh, he brags about how much he parties. Promises to have somebody come up in the morning to fix their truck, or tow, like have a tow truck in the morning. So... That's some good help. Uh, Bert and Paul t talk. And Grim's dog comes up. Marcy scares dog away with gun. There's a lot of scaring stuff away with guns in this movie. Uh, There's a lot of that dog coming up. Yeah, that was literally the only reason Justin as a character exists is because for that dog. Oh, it's, okay. That was his dog. Point. Yeah. Yeah, it's like no other reason. Uh, so inside the cabin, they agree to tell the cops what happened once they find a way to get out of there. Uh, and this is where we see Karen feeling more and more sick. She's obviously infected. She doesn't want to eat, but keeps drinking more water. Not good. <laughs> oh, and this is this is the scene that you were talking yep. about. Yeah, calling Karen. This is the way I wrote it, and you can talk about it. Paul and Karen are sleeping on the same bed together. Paul touches her thigh and sees how infected she is. Anybody want to say anything about this scene? All right. <laughs> okay. Let me in here. Let me in, Coach. Paul and Karen okay. are spooning on the bed. She's sort of lethargic yeah. and not hungry because she's feeling sick. He And she's asleep. He is not asleep. He is filling up her body while she's asleep. He's, like, touching her breasts, and his hand goes down her stomach towards her nether regions while she's asleep. And I put this in caps in my notes. That is assault. It's not okay. Uh, anyway, he pulls his hand. And this this is where I stopped liking Paul. I like Paul was may, maybe the only person I liked besides the two weirdos of the movie. I stopped liking Paul at this moment. He pulls his hand back, though, after touching her nether regions. And when he pulls his hand back, there's blood and um, sort of body tissue all over his hand. Mm -hmm. And when he goes to... He freaks out. When he goes to the bathroom to wash off his hands, he sees that there's blood at the sink as well. Um which is insane to me because that means that Karen has already noticed that this was going on with her body and went to go wash off, but she didn't tell anybody. Um, this is when she, I, th I don't remember if she pulled the covers away or if he did. And we see uh, chunks of flesh um, missing from sort of her upper thigh around her nether regions uh, very nasty, very nasty. And, uh, 
it just my mind was blown at this moment because why didn't she tell anybody this yeah that oh that was loud i think yeah uh <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah uh she seemed like the most normal of them that's why i said it was interesting to have her as the first character to get infected and not tell anybody because she seems like the one who oh you're a little quiet everybody. miguel oh she's yeah. how about this there we go okay <laughs> better okay i'm just Much gonna better. repeat myself that's what yeah that's why i said it was an interesting choice to have her as the first person infected and her not tell anybody because she seems like she was be the one who would tell somebody about what's happening i mean yeah, out of, out she definitely anybody. seemed like she would be the final girl you know what i mean yeah it would and it would be one thing if uh it's a condition where your nerves are deadened so you can't tell um when your flesh is rotting away or something um and that was kind of like eli roth's experience when he got his skin infection he said that he was shaving his face and uh he was getting really bloody and chunks were coming off but he didn't feel that he thought he was just really bad at shaving all of a sudden um <laughs> but clearly she knew this was happening to her because we saw the mm -hmm. evidence of her going to the bathroom trying to wash herself off yeah crazy it's uh, yeah it's uh you think you know someone you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yes uh yes at this point everybody freaks out Bird especially does not want to get sick. Everybody, Bird and Jeff are the two who really do not want to get sick. Uh, everybody checks each other for any marks. Smart. It's a very smart thing to do. Uh, Maybe the only smart thing that they've done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that should be mandatory in any type of disease movie or zombie movie or anything that, like that. Uh they take Karen outside to a shed, and Karen is pissed off. I really liked this when they were walking her to the shed, and it's all quiet, mm. and they bring her in, and, and the first thing you hear is she just looks at them, and it's like, fuck you guys. Like, <laughs> I thought that was pretty pretty good. Uh, yeah, it was interesting okay. to see her uh, personality sort of change a little bit, just because she was pissed off. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, uh, so I wrote this here back half so we're in the back half in this movie i think this is going to be like the last 40 minutes here uh and i just lost my place i'm making a point here thing. i mean i can jump in real quick with my next note yeah go, go paul ahead. comes up paul decides to go out and do some more um scouting for help he comes up to a neighboring house and can i just uh fix what i said earlier there's like two and a half sex scenes including that assault that we saw earlier but then we saw another gratuitous nude oh. scene because paul yeah. comes up to a neighboring house looks through the window where he sees an attractive woman who's completely naked lying on a bed lying on a bed and then her husband comes out her husband comes out and angrily yells at him for looking at his naked wife um and yeah, uh, yeah, I don't understand what the point of that scene was. I just wanted to point out that. <laughs> I guess well, again, again, it just shows how close other houses were to them. I mean, they were really isolated. They were just going to house to house to house. No, that makes <laughs> sense. But the nakedness doesn't make any sense to me. Like, 
a I lot get, of these oh. scenes felt like something a 21 year old man from the early yeah. 2000s wanted would personally want to see like it serves yeah. no purpose <laughs> in the plot uh, maybe they just yeah. wanted to reinforce that paul is really a creep yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna. Yeah, I think it shows that Paul is out. Where's the important stuff is happening, and he's just caring about hot girls at the moment. Right. Yeah, it does make him more yeah. unlikable because. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's either just another scene that doesn't matter, or good writing of showing Paul is not that great of a guy. It's up to you, really. <laughs> I mean, so. we literally just saw him assaulting a woman. I already... I, oh, you already... My yeah, feelings were pretty... That. Yeah. Cemented there. I guess. Well, uh, I, I was going to say, uh, we're in the back half of the movie. This is where the movie gets crazy, because, like I said, it's going to be a lot of people doing a lot of stuff at the same time. Different... Uh, go for it. Just walking. Uh, and, yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to... I was going to say, Paul goes to look for help, sees a woman, da 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 gets chased away. Bert and Jeff argue inside the cabin. Paul breaks it up, and we see Bert drink water. Earlier, they made a bet to only drink beer, which would have saved them. Honestly, that was a good bet in hindsight. But Bert drinks water, losing the bet, and eventually his life. Way to go. That was a good dummy. note, because I didn't even uh, mm-hmm. catch that, that it was mm-hmm. a bet that they had made. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh... Yeah, so we we know that uh, as an audience, we know that Bert is done for pretty much. Uh, we hear commotion outside. Grim's dog is trying to get into the shed, trying to get to Karen. They scare it away, and don't even. I, I don't think they check on Karen, do they? I think it just goes to the next scene. <laughs> so even yeah, though they just keep reinforcing no that, much. they just keep reinforcing we're gonna be here all night. Yeah, don't worry. They should have checked on her. Uh, right. uh, oh yeah, is oh yep. Go ahead. Um, uh, maybe this is sort of uh, ahead of what you're talking about, but um, the stupid. Okay, I guess the what I wrote down next was the stupidest guy, Bert. <laughs> he gets the truck to start. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. Next day they are getting ready to leave. Karen is messed up. Bert starts to feel, uh, yeah. Bert starts to feel the infection. We really get a. He's going. We through see it. that his nether regions are bloody too. Like he yeah. coughs up blood, and then like he uns- he unzips his pants, and we see like we don't see his nether regions, thankfully, <laughs> but we see like uh, a glimpse of blood in that area. Yeah. yeah. Oof. Rough man. Uh, they try. And Paul yeah. and Marcy stupidly pick up Karen to put her in the the truck. Yeah. They uh, they try to put Karen in the car, but she throws a blood. Uh, yeah, it's a big symptom. Uh, nobody wants to get in the car, so Bert just drives away. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jeff very smartly. I think throughout this whole time since the beginning, uh, Jeff has had a white cloth to his face, never taking yes. it away. So that's, that's pretty smart, even though he's a, a douche. Uh, yeah, it's pretty smart, I'm going to say. Uh, so yeah, Bart drives away. Paul and Marcy are touching all over Karen. They're done. And Jeff is being a douche. Uh, oh, wait, Jeff runs. Smart. Yeah, Jeff runs into the woods. 
he steals a bunch of stuff and like drinks and then runs into the woods to get away from yeah, everyone. He, he sticks with the bed. He takes all the beer <laughs> yeah. and runs into the woods. Which is, we're going to get to it, but he's probably the smartest you'd hear. Uh, Bert's infection is getting worse and worse. Inside the cabin, Paul and Marcy have sex, of course. Marcy is infected, obviously. Her back is messed up. Uh, In her okay. mind, it was like, well, we're going to die anyway. Yeah. And she has some sort of line like, when you're close to death, you just want to look at the person who's next to you and be close to them or something like that. And then we see them have sex, as you said. Of course, because that's the only... Th- yeah. And of course, Paul agrees. So. Sure. <laughs> I mean, he's not going to have sex with Karen now. <laughs> no. With her <laughs> Was she... By the way, was Karen on the floor with it while this was happening? I think. No, I think, I think she pan- was in the shed still. Oh my no? goodness, that's. I don't remember. I don't. I thought remember she was either. in the shed. No, I think she is because later on, yeah, I think it makes sense. She was in the shed. I thought they panned down to her being on the floor, and I'm always like, "Wow, that's awful." But, no, uh, no, no, no. Yeah, could you imagine? <laughs> I thought, okay, yeah, oh my no, god, she's in the shed. Uh, she's in the shed. I'm sure. Uh, oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> Bert drives up t- to the shop. Oh my gosh, do you hear my cat? Earlier. Please keep talking. Yeah. I'm just going to put my cat away. <laughs> oh man. Okay, Bert drives up to the shop from earlier. He does not look good. Tells his work. Uh, no, okay, yes. Tells the uh, worker there, Dennis's dad, that his uh, Bert's friends are sick and that they need help. The worker goes in to call a doctor, I assume. And then this is the second thing I remember from this movie from when I was young. That's why I recommended it. (laughs) We see Dennis jump up out of his chair and do some ninja flips and some karate katas towards Bert. And then he bites him on the hand while screaming pancakes for some reason. Oh, God. Sounds like he's back. Yeah, that was totally out of the blue. It was crazy. It made me laugh. I want, yeah, I want to talk about that. I want you I want to read. Okay, I, I just went through. Bert drives up uh, to the shop, and then Dennis jumps up and flips towards him like a ninja, doing karate moves, and bites him. Oh, so, that was crazy. Yeah, I said that was the second thing I remember from this movie from when I was young. That was vividly <laughs> in my mind because of how well, out of nowhere that was. <laughs> And he immediately knows something's wrong with Bert when he bites into him. With his yeah. blood, yeah. Yeah, he knows good fl- blood from bad blood, and Bert's got <laughs> bad blood. Definitely. Uh, oh my gosh. Please keep talking. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I really have to pee now. <laughs> this is just Go a chaotic record this time. Yo, I am dying over here. <laughs> it's, it's all good. Ah, uh, it's gonna feel. All right, just want to go through the the movie, or just want to wait for her? Uh, I guess we can wait. Yeah, I guess we'll... as long That's as you're not. Point. Yeah, I was gonna say you can. It'd be cool if they it would let you pause and then start recording again, and then you can like stitch them together. So, it... but I don't know if it lets you do that. So, uh, I wouldn't try it at the moment. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh man. Okay, I'm gonna uh, turn on a fan or something, and if it makes background noise, just tells me. Yeah, just, oh. Okay.
man. No, I don't hear anything. I mean, I got a fan blowing on me on my desk, though. <sighs> okay. I think it's fine. I feel like I'm in the movie, you know? <laughs> it seems like like your mic and my mic sounds pretty good, but hers seems like she has a lot of background noise. Is she the one with the background noise? I didn't want to say anything. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Kind of sounds okay. like a wind tunnel or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. I didn't know if that was like... Yeah, okay. Uh, the, you know, at this point, it's fine. So what? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Okay. Where'd you go? You're all good? Oh, oh I had to pee. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> it was an emergency. <laughs> I like it. I like it. This is a chaotic recording. She blamed so unprofessional. Mm -hmm. That dog that barked earlier was my dog, and then this time it was my cat, and then I had to pee. I'm so sorry. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, I just, I just turned on the AC for me. Not broken, hasn't broken down in years, huh? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> losers. Well, that's a dick at us for having AC problems lately. Well, yeah, but that's karma too. Wait till next week. Well, guys, I'm dying. It's so hot. <laughs> guys, we'll be like, guys, I am dying of the flu, and my AC is broken, and I'm oh no, crying that right would now. suck. No, I'm. I'm feeling it, dude. Like, the more we're getting into the... Dude, I'm getting really hyper right now. I don't know what's going on. Like, I'm getting, like... Do you think it's, it's weird, like, right? delirium from being sick? I feel it, dude. I'm sweating through my shirt, and it's not Aww. even hot right here. I'm so, so I'm feeling sorry. It. I'm good. I, I told him it's like I'm in the movie. Like, it's <laughs> like this... I'm getting, like, an adrenaline, adrenaline rush right now, dude. Right, he's got a flu hallucination. Hallucinations? Yeah. I mean, if he starts I, breaking out with a skin condition, then... Uh... It's yeah. gonna be super fucked, dude. I live, I live this movie, dude. I'm living it. I live every movie we're doing, dude. like every wow. week. Like, like I'm, I'm going That's through. That's impressive. It, That's dedication. Yeah. Yo, I'm professional, you know. <laughs> uh, okay, so I say that, and I just lost my place. So I'm good. <laughs> oh no! Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Ninja Dennis. Oh yes, Ninja Dennis. He's Eli Roth is just he's doing anything at this movie. It must have been so fun at twenty one making this movie. I couldn't even imagine. Uh, yeah, he's just doing whatever at this point. Okay, so Dennis bites. Uh, fucking Bert. Uh, uh, and this is when I got mad. I got mad at this. Dennis's dad blames Bert for mm -hmm. this, for his son doing that says that bird is the problem and decides to hunt decides to hunt bird down and bird is chased by these shop people uh, idiots into the woods and his truck yeah like they thing. drive after him he uh dennis's yeah. stupid dad and two of his friends i guess and they're shooting at him right like as they're yeah uh chasing after him in their truck yeah, that just this 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 this, this ramps up so quick out of nowhere, <laughs> fucking just because Dennis bit him, and uh, <laughs> yeah, so we cut back to Mar um a fucking what her name is Marcy in the cabin, her back is messed up. She's in the bath at this point, I guess. Crying. And we see her. Yeah, very sad. 
Paul is fucking walking around. He sees this is where he sees Henry's body in the river, and he accidentally falls in in the reservoir. On top of the body. Gross. That's so gross. And he he figures out that that is what causes is what is that is wow he figures out that that is what is causing the infection. Finally, somebody knows. Maybe he can do something about it. Uh, oh, I mean, is this, it is it just through the water, or is it through skin to skin contact as well? Because it's that that that's never clear. I feel like it's. I guess it's through fluids. It's through water, and it's through Bodily touch. Fluids. And because he's through... already touched Karen at this point. Yeah. I imagine all of well, all of them except Jeff are infected at this point, even before he figures it out. Like, yeah. And that's another yeah. thing that's not really clear is like why they all get infected at different times. It might just be like yeah. COVID, yeah. where it affects everybody differently. That was the only uh, logic I could apply to it. Yeah, because I was almost to the point where like, is Paul immune? Because it took so that would have been cool if he was immune and well we'll get to it at the end uh <laughs> oh yeah this is the part that was wow marcy well i just wrote down marcy is shaving and she shaves skin off of her legs while oh shaving her legs wow that and that yeah. part was like directly inspired by uh, yeah. eli roth's shaving experience when he had a skin disease yeah out of everything in the movie that is what got me because i uh, yeah it gave I me did not like that. of my spine i was like Ugh. stratton yeah. had to turn away at that scene like that was the only point in all of the movies <sighs> we've watched so far that he had to turn his face away but i was like my eyes were glued to the screen because <laughs> I, I was trying <laughs> i wanted to because I wanted, I knew it was going to happen. I knew we were going to see like yeah. flesh come away, but I wanted to know if it would be a reveal, like if she would just notice it, or if the razor would uh, sort of exasperate that and pull away more. Uh, I don't think it was really clear. I think, I think the razor was supposed to pull away more skin, but it did. They didn't really have the special effects skills to pull that off, so. To me, yeah. it looked like Marcy suddenly realized she had a bunch of um, chunks of flesh missing, and then she cries I, even more and freaks out more. Yeah, that's what got me even more, is the fact that she didn't realize it until it was like three or four times in. And I was like, yeah. <gasps> that was yeah. even worse for me. I was like, oh my god. Uh, that would suck. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was messed up. So, yes, she is messed up and she goes outside and is attacked by Grimm's dog. I keep Dr. saying Grimm, Mambo. Justin's dog. Dr. <laughs> Dr. Mambo. Yes, he is. Dr. Mambo. Vicious. Very vicious. Paul runs in from... Yeah. Isn't, there's no clear timeline and what, what is like how, how many minutes have passed before each scene is taking place. Paul just runs up after this and sees marcy just messed up all over 
Uh, Do we see yeah. her body? Because I only remember seeing her foot. Her foot, yeah. It was like, yeah. I guess, dismembered by the because dog. Because if so, we yeah, only see her foot... Like, do we? Uh, I, I just only remember seeing her foot. Yeah, which was crazy her, to me. Yeah, but after yeah, she said here, a dog doesn't just eat a whole person, and that made me laugh too. <laughs> I assumed that she was dismembered and the dog like just scattered you her know yeah scattered around. her all all over. Um, <laughs> it was like Doctor Mambo was the the killer of the movie. Yeah. He did a lot of killing. He he, he was like Wait, a surgeon. Did he? Kind of, well, oh two God. people. We'll get to it. Uh, Paul. Okay, Paul. Yeah, so Dr. Mambo kills Marcy. Paul arrives and the dog chases after him. He shoots it with a rifle. Is this the same rifle as the BB gun? Because if it is, then it isn't a BB gun. It's a real gun. <laughs> which. Which. Okay, then. So it's a gun. Uh. Or can BB guns kill dogs? I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, jo- okay, so Paul... And yeah. <gasps> Paul <laughs> kills the dog <laughs> and then goes into the shed and sees Karen and reveals Karen's face, which is just like a skull at this point. Or like flesh and skull, which is... A lot of her face is gone. Yeah. Gone, yes. which is pretty pretty awesome effect. That looked pretty, pretty great. Uh, and he kills her with a hammer, I guess, out of... To take her out of her misery. I, I guess yeah, she does move reason. a little bit. She does move a little bit. Yes. Yeah, yeah. She's still alive. Yeah. Which is. Oh but he goodness. he puts her out of her misery, basically. Yeah. Wow. Which I respect. Paul, man. Yeah. I, yeah. There's a lot of Paul stuff at the at, at this end here, which is. Makes him, I guess, kind of the main character, I guess, out of... Oh, yeah, then it gets, like, really fast-paced. Oh, yeah, it just does... Like I said... uh, I was just going to say, the aggressive men who were pursuing Bert before, now they rock mm -hmm. up to the cabin where Paul is. Oh, no, oh... uh, Yeah, Uh, I was going to say, Jeff, Paul, and... Well, that's not right. No, no, it is right. Yeah, just... Yeah, it's just Jeff, Paul, and Bert at this point are the only survivors. All the men, I guess. Uh, Paul. Oh, yeah, Bert is. Dude, the timeline is so messed up in this movie. I have. <laughs> after that, Paul. <laughs> I guess Paul goes back into the cabin and then uh, hears Bert outside. And I guess Bert, and all that time, dragged himself to the cabin stairs. Paul drags Bert into the cabin. Hunters from the shop arrive at the cabin. Yes. Okay, there we go. They open the cabin door. And Bert gives a cool one-liner. I forget it. But he does. Like an action movie star. Tries to shoot them, but they shoot him in the head real quick. And then Paul comes out of nowhere. Right up from the side. And shoots one of the hunters. Stabs another through the ear with a screwdriver. Screwdriver, and yeah. Yeah, I like that part. It, yeah, that was cool. And then impales Dennis's dad with a wooden spike, or a wooden wooden something. Paul suddenly becomes a badass, which is yeah. kind of funny because earlier in the movie, um, the other two guys were making fun of Paul's, calling him a p word. We didn't even mention yeah. that as one of the yeah. words that they say, but they were they called yeah. him a p word, 
And yet he's yeah, the they, most badass in the movie. Yeah, so, he, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Question. <laughs> the big goofy guy that was holding the box. What was in mm-hmm. the box? Oh yeah. I don't know. He tried to open it. Yeah, he tried to open it quick and he got stabbed. Yeah. I remember seeing the box too, but I don't remember. I think I was so distracted by Paul's badassery that I don't remember if <laughs> the box was revealed or not. I don't. I, he I'm going to look it up while it. you guys continue. What's in the box? Did. At the. I'm trying to remember uh, when Dennis bit him and all that and they decide to go after him. Did he tell him to get the box? Did he tell him to get. He told him to get something. I think it was. Okay, it's a mystery. Gun. It's literally think, not explained. Oh, I'm it's looking not explained. at IMDb. Yeah. Oh, great. Uh, wow. All right. <laughs> okay, then. Another <laughs> thing that doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah. I guess it's uh, uh, Marcellus Wallace's soul. Yeah, but I mean, Pulp Fiction is a fucking. Uh, I'm not going to get into a Pulp Fiction rant in this movie, all right? <laughs> We're going to get there when we review Pulp Fiction, all right? Because <laughs> I love Pulp Fiction. I, I love I really Pulp do. Fiction, too. And we, I can talk hours about why... I don't know if I would consider it a horror film, but... We can make exceptions. <laughs> okay. Maybe bonus. <laughs> Once in a while. Bonus, yeah. I love Pulp Fiction. I can talk about it for for hours. Somebody's I'm not going to derail. just drinking. Yeah. Wow, I'm dude, glad, this recording... Because it's not just rec- me. <laughs> This recording yeah. is so. It's my damn scuffed. iPad. Stupid iPad. iPad? It's not even a phone. Come on, <laughs> man. Oh my god, dude. And it was a spam. Oh, I love it. I love it. We're chaos today. It goes with the movie. It does. Uh, dude, I don't know. It's like you got pets screaming in the background. We got one guy <laughs> with his alarms going off, and I'm dying. Sorry about my screaming pets and me <laughs> having good. to go pee. That's good. That's good. Oh, Stupid man. spam call. Get those robots out of there, man. He's right. calling me at 8 o'clock at night. Robots. Yeah. Spam bots. Yo, I can't wait until I can put my brain into a computer. It's, oh it's going to be awesome. Uh, Download it. Dude, Didn't expect imagine? you to say that. Instead of... Instead of how uh, how much you weigh, it's gonna it's gonna be how many gigabytes do you have, bro? It's gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be like Futurama. Anyway, Paul, uh, what was that movie with Keanu when he would they would store information in people's brains? Uh, it's got it's got a cool name. I don't remember. I'm gonna okay. Put me. A, I'm gonna I'm gonna go into the office. I'm gonna. This is really bad. Why are we doing this? Why am I looking up a Keanu Reeves movie right now? Dude. <laughs> All right. Paul, dude. We're talking about Paul here. All right. Fuck. Uh, Paul ah! finds the body right. of Justin in the woods. Who's Justin? Justin. Oh, yeah. Uh, you are you love Justin. <laughs> All right, dude. <laughs> Who's Justin? Uh, dude. I'm looking at my screen right now. I don't even know. Johnny Newmont. Right. Yes. That's the name of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's got a cool he's got a cool art style whoever directed that movie did it like uh like a cool art style i really like it <sighs> anyway all right let's all calm down are we good yeah all right. anyway okay 
Alright, uh, Paul runs and finds the cave. Justin is dead inside. Oh, that Justin, yes, he's dead. Weed guy. The guy with the huge that, bag of weed. Yeah, that was literally my next line. I didn't even know I was confused. I'm looking right at it. Paul runs out and finds the hunter's truck. He is on the road. He accidentally crashes into a deer. Oh, because he notices <laughs> that his hand has a skin condition now. Yeah. Yeah. And he crashed into a deer, and I laughed because the effects on this deer was just... It, it reminded me of, like, Sam Raimi, like, Evil yeah. Dead kind of effects, so I thought it was funny. It was so dumb, it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> and just the way he freaks the deer out was with the so little... fake-looking. Yeah. Yeah. With the, the little deer legs in the car and him freaking out. Poking and, through the windshield, yeah. yeah it was just... That so was he good. shoots the deer. <laughs> yeah. He shoots it, it fucking goes on the road he's like doing stuff um the truck stops working truck yeah it breaks down yeah uh oh paul stumbles into a party where deputy winston is at just partying you know party man's partying party man's partying uh paul looks like death he is covered in blood and Everybody looks at him just like, what's up, guy? He asks Winston about the tow truck. Tow truck broke down, so they had to get another tow truck for the <laughs> tow truck. You know how it is. It's messed up, man. Uh, it was so close to getting a ride from Winston out of there. Because Winston, even though he's a cop, he does not, I guess, care about him being covered in blood. He actually, at this point, feels sorry about not yeah, getting a like, tow truck up he's there. He's actually really nice and offers <laughs> to give Paul a ride. Yeah, yeah he's actually concerned. Until he gets a call from another officer. Yo, Winston, I can understand later why Winston is a cop. Because when he's in business mode, he's serious about it. Even though he's party man, he can turn real quick. <laughs> <laughs> and we see that here. So he get uh, Winston gets a call on the cop police car radio about a bunch of kids, even though they're like thirty. A uh, bunch of kids in a cabin, uh, fucking going on a killing spree. Uh, yes, and being infected with stuff. And then the mood, the mood changes, changes. quick, real quick, in this party. No longer is a party. Now they're after him. Winston can I, doesn't. Can I? Yeah, you can. You go for it. Because uh, we have to talk about the harmonica player. Oh my goodness. So like this this group of party people, um, it's like a big group, uh, but they're all, a lot of them are playing instruments and they're grooving out. Um, when they get the call to shoot Paul on sight if they see him because he's walking around with this skin condition. The aggress the harmonica player starts aggressively playing the harmonica at Paul. The guitarist swings at Paul, accidentally <laughs> hits the harmonica player, making the harmonica player swallow the harmonica in a stupid and unrealistic way where you can see the harmonica sideways through his throat, like protruding through his throat. Like, almost cartoonishly. He falls on the ground, wheezing, and as he wheezes, there's harmonica sounds coming out as he wheezes. Just, uh, I had to lay the scene for the listener. Dude, this is some Looney Tunes stuff right here, like you said. Looney Tunes, exactly. 
yeah, Eli Roth. Yeah, like I said, it must have been so fun. Uh, oh, you're yes, a little quiet just, again. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm uh, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Is there any background noise? Because I'm because if there is, I don't know if there's nah. some people are blasting music near me. I don't know if the mic's catching it. No, I don't hear it. No. Okay. 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 That's good. Oh God. A hundred dollars well spent. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> You're doing your job. Uh, okay. Like I said, very Looney Tunes. The fighting scene here. <laughs> Even it was a good. It's a good comedy. I like. I like the scene. This back half is a strong ending of the movie. I guess it gets you described... really silly. <laughs> it does. Yeah. They were... like, was it the the guitar player? He's like, dude. Then the walkie guy tell you to shoot him on sight. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, yeah, but I don't got my gun. It's in the car. <laughs> like, why would Winston need a gun? Honestly, that's even more realistic than leaving the keys in the truck. Like, he, like he's partying, dude. He's in a party. Yeah, uh, yeah, smart. He's partying. Left his gun. Even though it is, even though it is a little weird, because when he picks up the the walkie, he does say, "Yeah, I'm, I'm still looking for that underage party. Yeah, for that thing." So. Technically, the girls are underage, so I can't. Oh, that's can't, I can't point. side with that. Can't side with him. Like even he specifically but, wanted to hang out with these underage kids. Yeah, so that's why I stopped myself when I was saying like he's the only good character. Uh, not exactly. He's still a cop abusing his power. Position, Very yeah. political, especially mm-hmm. in twenty twenty two. I don't want to get political here. it's all good it's all good still a fun character he's fucking goofy if france i was gonna say france kranz would play a character in this movie he that that would be the character he played he was a yeah in spirit he was like i already know like what kind of characters you like based on the previous films we've watched i knew you would love this guy immediately i liked him Him, too he was funny him and justin justin a bit more just because uh, it's a cool cameo by the director, and just I, mm. I liked him the way he talked and his, just the way he was fucking dumb, just <laughs> dumb, dumb dummies. Okay, let's get serious again. After that fight, oh Paul, oh I was gonna say Winston even isn't even mad about the fight that broke out or anything, yeah. or he's even attempting to catch Paul. He's just mad because the party like, broke up, and Paul <laughs> knocks him out. Like Paul knocks yeah. out. Uh, uh, you, you just said his name, and I already forgot it. Deputy Winston. Winston, and Winston's so chill that he doesn't even care. Yeah, uh, Paul's uh, collapsed on the road. A semi truck finds him and takes him to a hospital, and then later, like we see Winston. Oh, well, I'm skipping ahead a lot. It's funny when the oh. when the truck drops him off at the hospital and the guy in the mm-hmm. wheelchair is like wheeling towards him and he looks at him and he turns around and goes the other way. <laughs> really? I didn't see that. <laughs> oh, I didn't That's catch funny. that. That's awesome. Yeah, I was I was gonna say uh <laughs> well, yeah, Winston is more angry about the party being broken up than anything. Paul hits him with a piece of firewood. He hit him with something. I don't, I didn't really catch I think he had it. A bat. It was, just, was it a bat? Jesus. I think so. Yeah. Ouch. He yeah, could have killed him. And, yeah, you should have killed him. Yeah, knocking him out <laughs> did not. Uh, I wrote here did not confirm the kill. Always confirm the kill. Big mistake. <sighs> Big mistake. Uh, Paul stumbles out of the woods. Yeah, passes out in the road. 
Very good passing out acting by Paul here. Truck stops. Yeah, drops him off at the hospital. They're wheeling Paul on a stretcher, and Paul is looking into different rooms, and he sees a man in a... Was it a bunny suit? Yes. Really? For some reason. You didn't I must see that? have been writing notes, because I didn't see that. That's another... I don't know if that's a reference to, like another movie i'd have to check when certain movies came out like i was gonna I say donnie, i was thinking this yeah donnie darko darko or like jacob's ladder or something like oh is there a bunny suit in jacob's ladder no but just the okay, like so wheeling donnie wheeling darko, through the hospital donnie darko yeah. came out uh two years before this movie oh maybe maybe that was maybe. a reference yeah. maybe it was a very a very odd out of anything in this movie just a man in a bunny suit working on somebody yeah, it felt very like it was they were acknowledging something or yeah you know, like, i mean but honestly yeah. like if we're talking about movies with men in giant bunny suits there is a jimmy stewart movie called harvey where there's uh, a man who hallucinates uh, a man in a bunny suit and that's from 1950 uh, maybe that's our bunny suit man trivia for the day or like there, The Shining with the oh. yeah, I was about to say The Shining. Was there a bunny suit in The Shining? It was a dog suit, but you know, animal suit, oh, okay. fur suit, bunch of furries or anything. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Shout no, out no, to I'm the good. furries. Shout out to the furry community going strong. I know some people. Thanks for listening. Pretty, thank you for listening. Yo, if our if we just had the furry uh, community as our listener base, I'd be fine with that. There's a bunch of them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they're cool. I know some people. They're uh, they can get pretty wild, but that's that's another thing. Uh, and next, okay. Uh, yeah. Paul sees a man in a bunny suit for some reason. For some reason, probably a reference. Uh, wakes up with the last thing you want to wake up to, which is being interrogated by a cop immediately. Which mm. I would hate that. Uh, Paul is not doing well. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote that. Uh, so, Paul... I skipped a bunch of the dialogue, but they pretty much just ask him about what happened in the cabin, like, what's the story and everything. And Paul is just not going well. He's like, oh, he looked like Bert's marshmallow. Like, he he's saying stuff that to other people would not make sense at all. He, he sounds very not there at that moment and they decide to get rid of him the cops just are not going to deal with this so they put him in the back seat of winston's car and he is driven somewhere we do not know and even at this point winston is i'm guessing being very condescending to him still talking in the same manner but you can tell it's it's not in the fun way as before Especially with his head wrapped like that. Right. Uh, hit. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Uh, Winston has a... Uh, kind of has a dark side here. Next day. Jeff. Fucking Jeff. Stumbles out of the woods. Walks all the way to the cabin. Only time they actually show any type of, like, distance. Because they actually... He walks out of the woods. Then you see the camera uh, fade into him walking on the road. Okay. 
there's there's time passing and he walks to the cabin that's very thank you for showing time passing at least once in this movie uh so he goes into the cabin sees that assumes that everybody else is dead starts to cry <laughs> i thought because he was sad no uh-huh. he's crying he's crying tears of victory he is celebrating that he is the only one left he made it yes he made it he made it he made it he made it laughing yeah crying laughing uh, he made it's it like he made it he and made laughing it. at the same time mm. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> uh, so yeah he made it all the way outside still celebrating eyes wide eyes wide open i don't know and he is shot dead by the cops outside the Maybe cops weren't even up with bullets mm. yeah very well not very it's very well it's very walking original oh no never mind skip that point i was gonna say yes jeff is killed by the cops and we see uh police burns all the bodies there with uh, mm. winston 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 says winston is, back. winston is back very looking very official he looks the most official he's looked in the whole movie and he is taking this seriously and he there's a line i don't know if you winston says there's one more in the basement yes yeah and that was Who's the he? long i had to ask stratton this because he paid more attention to this part than i did but the aggressors from before that pursued bert um yeah the, from the uh the general store it was the long-haired man of yes. that group of three aggressors he was the one in the cellar or basement or whatever paul dragged him into the house and threw him in the cellar and that's oh. his point I'm, I'm wondering like why but then he tells them he goes tell them it wasn't us it's a disease or something like that oh i missed that completely <laughs> uh okay yeah because that line threw me off when watching i'm like this is just going to be another thing that's never explained. Like there was one more person we didn't know about or something. Uh, <laughs> like a creep, a weirdo, just hanging out while all these young adults are hanging out at the cabin yeah. too. There's always um, a monster in the basement, right? Yeah. yeah that have been a crazy twist that there was somebody like a an actual serial killer that whole time, but everybody was killed off by an infection instead of him. <laughs> yeah. He's like, WTF. Yeah. <laughs> just a just an aggressive redneck in this case. Yeah. Okay, so, uh yes, we're we're almost at the end here. Police burns all the bodies and we cut to some kids walking with a Gatorade jug, orange one classic. Uh going <laughs> to collect water. Uh and we pan to Paul's body. I guess they dumped him in the river reservoir lake. Harsh. Harsh, harsh. He's dead i'm assuming i'm assuming he's not just passed out uh even though they'd never showed him get killed so you never know uh so we cut to after that at the shop kids are selling lemonade and the cops buy it mm-hmm. so everybody's getting infected by these little kids with and, this contaminated lake water right disgusting and then and then <laughs> we see I was gonna. Uh, movie ends with a callback to a joke from earlier in the shop that I can't yeah, we get the payoff. say. We got the payoff to a joke, which I can't say or really explain. Okay. 
the the old man that we saw in the beginning in the general store who said the n-word now he's saying it um in a familiar sort of way with a group of uh black customers uh like calling them that and they're just like yeah they're they're responding in a friendly way um I don't buy it. I don't believe it. It's, uh, it just feels like a cheap way for Eli Roth to make that joke without getting in trouble. But yeah, n- no. Well, it's a way. To, it's a very. It's a way to, uh, I guess, uh, excuse the old man from, I guess, being yeah, a racist it, at that point. It calls back to the rifle that he spoke about at the beginning. He was actually yeah. working on it for them. Mm. Yeah. And then the movie just ends with uh, <laughs> people playing banjos. It's very sudden, and it's with over. Yeah, and that's that movie. So, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm very, I'm very lightheaded right now. Everybody's drinking the lemonade. Yeah, and everybody. Why didn't the kids use dead. tap water? Like, I'm sure the general store had tap water accessible. Well, you remember at the beginning of the movie when he um, bit his hand and he told him to go back around back to the stream and wash it off. So I don't know if that's just their main source of water was the stream behind These the general store. These people are nasty. Like, no, <laughs> that's not there's, a good idea. Yeah, there's def- uh, there's definitely been dead things in the stream before. Like, like, you shouldn't drink out of, like, a lake anyway. There's parasites and stuff. Like, you can get sick that way. I don't, I'm, yeah. Logic, yeah. Not worth, not worth oh. diving into logic in a horror film. Especially this one. Written by a 21-year-old. <laughs> in 2002. Yeah. Oh, man, dude. It's, uh, it's a movie. It was a ride. That's a wrap. It was... That was a wild ride. Yeah. That's it's more fitting. That's all, folks. It's a very Looney Tunes movie. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> That's all, folks. Uh, oh man, dude, I don't even know where to go from here. I guess we can give our review of it and opinions. Who wants yeah. to start? Because I think it's I think this is gonna be it's two hours recording. And I got some stuff to say. I don't know. I don't know if anybody okay. else wants to start. I can, I can be really zippy about it unless Aaron wants mm-hmm. to go first. I'll go first because I think mine's going to be really short. Okay. So going through, watching the movie and like reading some of the reviews online as we tend to do. Um, it's either people love this movie or they hate it. And... I don't fall into either one of those categories. I don't exactly love this movie. I liked it a lot. And I don't hate it. And yes, for the time, you know, there's some jokes that don't ring well in today's environment, which they shouldn't, honestly. But taking the movie as it is, I really did enjoy it. It was fun to watch. It was past pace. There was a lot going on. And I think sometimes... I try to put too much into a movie, like, why did this happen? Why did that happen? Why did it do this? You know, and sometimes you just got to shut that off and watch it. So if you take an hour and a half, take this movie for what it is, give it a watch. I think you'll like it. I enjoyed it. Um, It was a good movie to close out our series on summer camps. Mm -hmm. And so 
as far as the score, on a scale of 10, I'll say, I'll do my scale as Dr. Mambo's. <laughs> on a scale of 10 Dr. Mambo's, I would give this a solid 6. Nice. Mm. Not good. I mean, not great, but not bad. So. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. Um, I guess I'll just jump into my review, too. I'm totally on the same page as you. Like, you sort of have to take this movie for what it is. Um, there were some bad moments, of course, but there were also some really entertaining moments. Um, there's some outdated humor in it and some things that were passed off as okay when in reality they aren't okay. Um, not just the... Uh, language that was used sometimes but also like that sex assault scene not okay um the writing was a little iffy sometimes but uh there were some good moments too like there were some genuinely funny moments um there were some disturbing scenes um this was honestly the scariest of the three uh sort of summer camp movies we've watched and I appreciated that. It was just, it was fun to uh, watch something with a different tone. And overall, like, I was entertained by it. Um, so I'm going to give it four out of five giant bags of weed. Oh. 4.5. Sorry, that's what I meant to say. 4.5 out of 10 giant bags of weed. <laughs> out of. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than what yeah. I read in the last movie. No, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So yeah, I remember I don't know why this I oh no, I know why this movie stuck with me since I was a kid. I bought it. I watched so many weird movies when I was a kid and most of them were boring as hell. This movie is at least entertaining. There's I don't know. It starts like any other 2000s horror movie, like kind of abrasive in its tone and humor. But once it gets into the back half, it just goes more into comedy. And <laughs> I don't know, man. Sort of a weird way to end things. Yeah, it's so abrupt. Like this... You have to watch anybody who listens. I recommend watching this movie because, like, like, like it's you, you either hate it or like it or don't care about it. But just it's an experience to watch it. Yeah, I would recommend watching it. It's it. I think it's way. It would be more fun to have a group of people watching it together and just riffing on it. Like you don't even really have to pay attention to it much because I think it's like just Pretty watching it is. Forward pretty straightforward and just watching it for its lunacy of what it is and these dumb characters and these fucking <laughs> justin and fucking winston and everything i like it a lot there is my <laughs> duo none of the main crew i liked at all and i think that works for it for some reason I don't know. I think I'm going to bump. What was the name? You Might Be the Killer. That was the last one we reviewed. I'm going to bump that one to a six 
I'm going to give this one a seven. I'm going to judge every other movie we watch based on this one. <laughs> this one is a solid seven for me. I think it's very recommendable, even though it is outdated in some of its parts. It could be uncomfortable. I do understand that. But for a ride to have on, like you want to watch a fucking crazy movie with some friends, I think this could be an entertaining watch. And there's a reason it stuck with me <laughs> for so long. Yeah, I can see why. It's, it's dumb as hell. And it was made by a 21-year-old <laughs> first movie. with It was given some budget who got the inspiration while being in Iceland at 19 and wrote a script. This whole man's fucking story behind this movie is... Bonkers. It, 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 it's, it comes from a, uh, a, a, a fucking backstory generator you make. Like, it's so... Uh, it's like the movie. It's out of nowhere. And you, people just have to watch it. It's, yeah, I uh, liked it. Watch it, watch it, watch it. I am delirious right now. Aww. Anyway. Thank you for listening to the Stories to This Member podcast. Please be sure to tell your friends. Hit that like button, subscribe, rate, leave a rating, leave a five-star rating or any rating you wish. Let us know, drop some comments. We're going to have some social media soon and a lot of other very cool things. So stick around. Can't wait to hang out with you next time. Bye-bye.